What's up, guys, and welcome to Gil Reads Comics, presented by One Take. That's right, if you're listening to this as a podcast, check out the link in the show notes, go to our YouTube channel, One Take, where we are trying to broadcast Gil Reads Comics live with video every Saturday. Today, we'll be talking about Amazing Spider-Man issue 40. Now, Alun is here with me. I'm Gil. Alun is off camera, but you'll hear him chime in now and then. Yo. And Alun, back when we used to do Gil Reads Comics, in uh, Gil Reads Comics' first run, Amazing Spider-Man was one of the comics that Adam, my other brother, and I used to talk about. And we covered every, we got caught up, and we were covering it every two weeks when it got released. We made it to issue 12. Then Gil Reads Comics got canceled, went on hiatus. (laughs) And now we're back with issue 40. And earlier tonight, when you were reading this issue, you were very confused. Yeah. You said, you said, what does this 40 mean? Yeah. <laughs> what was confusing about that? Well, I didn't know if it... I mean, I, I had a feeling like it was number 40 of the current iteration. You're like, I, wait, I feel like well, there's been more than 40 issues of Spider-Man well, in the last 60 years. That's true. But I don't know. I thought maybe it was like Spider-Man 40. Like, that is like... Oh, you, you thought I don't know. I know there's like weird dimensions like with numbers. And, Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, You thought this was Spider-Man from like the 40th dimension. Or maybe he's 40 years old. But now you, which is how old he was in uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, so you can see why. I can see why this would be confusing. <laughs> well, this is where a lot of people get confused when they try to get into comics for the first time. Big comics like Spider-Man that has over 800 issues, every once in a while, especially when they get a new writer on board, they renumber it. It's sort of like a soft reboot. So a couple of years ago, they came out with Amazing Spider-Man issue one where they were still continuing the storyline from before, but they try to make it a sort of jumping on point. A new villain comes in, the status quo changes up, so you can jump on board and start this current run of Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, and you think that we should do the same thing for Gil Reed's comics? Now that it's kind of a reboot, we're doing it live with video. It's yeah. technically, I think, episode 22. Do we make this episode one? Two. Episode two, because we did Wolverine last week. Ironically, a reboot. Yeah. Or we can just not number them. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. I like having the numbers, though. I don't know why. It is nice. Anyway, so in this run of Amazing Spider-Man, oh, you know what? The best part of Gil Reed's comics is the theme song. Alon, tech guy, cue the theme song. Let's do it. There is an epidemic affecting children everywhere. Comic books. Comics everywhere. Avengers, Batman, Wonder Woman, and they're in movies now, too. In the real world, there is no good and evil. Enough! I'm reading comics, and no one's gonna stop me. You know the part in the song where I go, Enough! I'm reading comics, and no one's gonna stop me. (laughs) We should do that part live. So the song just cuts off and then I yell that. <laughs> so, Alon, I got to catch you up. So, obviously, I'm behind on Spider-Man because I stopped with issue 12. And you started with issue 40. So, you're confused. I'm confused. Let me catch you up on a few things to give you some context here. You about to say something? Well, didn't I read the first issue of this new saga like a while ago? Oh, you might have. Yeah, and you were also listening to Gilry's comics back then. Right. So you you kind of know a little bit about. Like I know what's he going had on. that roommate who was a villain. That's right, Fred. Yeah. Um. Do you remember the vermin guy? 
No. So, so the, <laughs> the overarching villain in this current run of Amazing Spider-Man, written by Nick Spencer, is a guy that Adam and I had nicknamed Vermin Guy. Wasn't his actual name, but at the time we didn't know who he was. We didn't even know if he was a he. It was this character covered in bandages that had a giant centipede that kind of crawled on him or seemed to be controlled by him. And he was always in a rope. Really creepy looking guy. We didn't know a whole lot about him. We knew that he had the ability to make people hallucinate. There would be characters that saw themselves covered saw themselves covered in bugs hmm. and other vermin. That's why Adam and I called him the vermin guy. There were references made to him resurrecting people from the dead. And he seemed to have a personal connection with Peter Parker. Adam and I had some theories. We thought that maybe he was Peter Parker from the future because he knew Peter so well. I think I, try, I was trying to remember Adam's theories. I think he thought that maybe Vermin Guy was, was Mary Jane from another dimension or something. Yeah. Anyway, so in the last you know 30-ish issues that have uh, gone by, a few little tidbits have been rele- revealed about Vermin Guy. So his actual name is Kindred, which refers to family, which I think has to do with the fact that he's so, at least he believes he's so close to Spider-Man. We know that he was once human that died, went to hell, and then rose up the ranks to become a demon, which I feel like that is the comic you want to read. Yeah. You love that stuff. Oh, yeah. Hell. I do. Demons. Uh, He shows an intimate familiarity with Peter. He calls him Pete. You know, kind of a friendly term. And as a human, we know that he was very afraid of Norman Osborn. Recently, he actually visited Norm in prison, but chose not to kill him. Because we know he doesn't like Norm, but he chose not to kill him, at least for right now. Norman Osborn claims to know Kindred's true identity. And that bothered Kindred. Anyway, Kindred's latest uh, thing he's doing to go after Spider-Man is he recently resurrected a villain known as Sin Eater. Do you know what uh, Sin Eater refers to? Uh, no, no. <laughs> that's a cool name. I would be really impressed if you did know. Apparently, in some cultures, after someone dies, what you do is you go and put a bunch of fruit on them. And then the fruit is supposedly absorbs all their sins, and then a designated fellow named the Sin Eater eats all those fruits. So this guy carries the burden walking around with all these people's sins inside him. And then I don't know what happens when he dies. Maybe he goes to hell, but then somebody else would put fruit on him and absorb his sins. Yeah, they probably have to put twice as many fruit to absorb. Yeah. Because We're going to need some watermelons for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Sin Eater in the Marvel world, who uh, named himself after this um, tradition, is a guy named Stanley Carter who is driven crazy by some experimental drugs from S.H.I.E.L.D. And he wants to kill a bunch of people and cleanse the world of evil, but I think he tends to get innocent bystanders killed and stuff. And um, he was killed, Stanley Carter, and recently Kindred brought him back to life. Anyway, none of that actually plays into what we read in issue 40. Um, Kindred doesn't make an appearance. But some other stuff that happened in the last couple of issues... This is stuff you've got to know going into issue 40. So it's good that you didn't read any of these or know any of this when you read issue 40. But I think this will probably clear up some of the confusion you had when you read the issue. So, okay, a couple things you've got to know. Number one, there is a villain named Chance, a guy who's obsessed with gambling. 
he recently opened up a place called The Palace. And it's basically a place where a bunch of supervillains can go and bet on superhero-related antics. So Chance has drones all over the world, 24-7 filming superhero stuff that's going on. So one screen, you've got Hulk fighting a Yeti. On another screen, you've got Iron Man fighting a clone of himself. Basically, all the crazy stuff that superheroes get up to, you can go to Chance's Palace, watch it all happen. And the fun part is you can bet on it. And you're probably thinking, Alon, well, if you're just betting on who's going to win the fight, the hero or the villain, I mean, the hero is going to win every time. Well, I mean, they don't win every fight. That's true. They usually, uh, they usually win the war, but right. not always the battle. Yeah. But I mean, imagine you bet on the villain, like, you, you know, you, you're going to win a lot of money there. Right, 10 to 1 odds, you could more than double your money. But it's not just who wins that you can bet on. You can bet on the duration of the fight. You can bet on what quip is Spider-Man going to say. <laughs> you can bet on everything. Anyway, this guy, the foreigner, shows up to the palace. And you could think of him as basically James Bond if you were a villain. Super suave guy. Doesn't have any superpowers, but has just trained himself to peak physical condition. He's super rich, and he's suave. He shows up at the palace, and he basically approaches Chance, the guy who opened this place, and goes, Whoa, what's that, Chance? You want to bet that you can steal Spider-Man's web shooter? I mean, if you want to take that bet, sure. And uh, if you win, if you can steal Spider-Man's web shooter, I'll tell you what, I'll pay off everyone's debt that's here tonight. <laughs> so foreigner pretended that chance wanted to make this bet with him and once everybody heard that this bet was being made they're like whoa chance you're gonna go steal spider-man's web shooter and if you're successful all our debts are paid off so now all these villains are looking at chance but he can't back down now so he's got to go steal spider-man's web shooter now why did foreigner want to make this bet i don't really know i don't know what his game is here clearly he's up to something We'll find out a little bit more about that in issue 40. Hmm. Um, the other thing you have to know going into issue 40 is that J. Jonah Jameson and Spider-Man are kind of friends. In fact, a few months ago, Spider-Man revealed his identity to J. Jonah Jameson. Huh. And now J.J. has taken it upon himself to tell the world how much of a hero Spider-Man is. And he feels pretty bad about how much he used to, how much crap he used to give Spider-Man. He finally admitted he was wrong about all that. And so last issue, J.J. Uh, started a podcast. <laughs> and, and he had Spider-Man on as his first guest. And things kind of turned ugly. Because as much as J.J. has apologized for what he did, he gets mad at Spider-Man for taking no responsibility. You know, J. Jonah Jameson says, yeah, I wasn't perfect, but Spider-Man, neither were you. He used to web me up. Do you know how hard it is to get that webbing <laughs> out of your mustache? Um, but Spider-Man took no responsibility for it. Anyway, this podcast, by the way, is released by an organization, a new news venture, kind of like a BuzzFeed, called Threats and Menaces, um, started by a woman named Nora Winters. We can talk about her later. But for now, so key points. Chance opened up a betting place called The Palace. Foreigner showed up, sent Chance on a bet to see if he can steal Spider-Man's web shooter. And J.J. had Spider-Man on his podcast. 
on any questions <laughs> before we jump into Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, issue 40. Yeah, no, I didn't realize that J, uh, Jameson and... I uh, never know how to say it. It's like J. 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 Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson. Jameson. Yeah. Triple J. I didn't realize that him and uh, Spider-Man were friends now. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I felt like that podcast scene was a little silly, but I guess it kind of goes along with the theme of this iteration. Yeah, and actually, the podcast scene in the previous issue, issue 39, I think you would have enjoyed more. That one was more of a real conversation, and it was actually pretty interesting to to see that, because every iteration of Spider-Man you and I have been exposed to, it's J.J. versus Spider-Man. What would happen if J.J. started to change his mind? You put the two of them in a room together and just have them talk. Issue 39 had that. Too bad you read issue 40. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll read them in reverse. Anyway, so let's get into Amazing Spider-Man issue 40. So as you know, JJ has that podcast with Spider-Man on. And in the middle of the podcast, they're interrupted by a villain. And we have some narration from Peter Parker, Spider-Man. I gotta admit, there's something weirdly reassuring about running into a supervillain you haven't seen in a long time. So he hasn't faced off against Chance in a while. And Chance is the villain who has interrupted the recording of the podcast. He's there to steal Spidey's web shooter. And by the way, kind of a weirdly appropriate narration for us. You're running into a supervillain you haven't seen in a while. Running into Gil Reed's comics you haven't done it in a while. Are you saying Gil Reed's comics is the villain? <laughs> I know, I was trying to figure that out. <laughs> the villain is finding the time to do Gil Reed's comics. I think that's the villain in this <laughs> scenario. So Chance has interrupted the fight. And like I told you, Chance is a guy named Nicholas Powell. A man obsessed with gambling, which is why he opened up this whole gambling, I don't know what you'd call it, almost like a casino, the palace. They fight, and in their battle, Chance yells at Spider-Man, we all know the best way to anger you is to go after someone you love, which catches Spider-Man off guard. He goes, wait, Jonah? (laughs) And Chance says, well, like. And Spider-Man says, eh. (laughs) And Chance says, begrudging respect, professional courtesy, And then Spider-Man says, man, Chance, you really need to do your research better. Might even up the odds a little. Classic Spider-Man quip. And then Jonah tries to pod live while all this is going on. (laughs) So walk me through your process here. What are you doing right now? You're sizing him up? Are you trying to figure out what he's doing? And Spider-Man is like, are you serious? (laughs) Anyway, so in the middle of the battle, a bunch of guys with um, flaming jack-o'-lantern heads Mm -hmm. show up. They were sent by Foreigner because he wants this bet to be successful. He wants Chance to steal the web shooter, and he knows that Chance isn't going to be able to do it on his own. So the jack-o'-lanterns show up, they grab Chance, and they get the web shooter for him. And then Spider-Man's about to go chase after the jack-o'-lanterns, and then Jonah gives him a hard time. He's like, really? Like always, you know, as soon as... You have an obligation to people as soon as you just wants to sit down and talk to me. You're just going to run off. Like always, you've always got something or something else to do. That's pretty good. Thank you. I've been working on that. See, I've been working on my impressions because I've been, uh, what else am I going to do when I'm not doing Gil Reed's comics? <laughs> One of our other uh, five podcasts that you can see on surecast.com. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Spider-Man tells him, I have innocent people to go save. And then he realizes, wait a minute, do I? I mean, those jack-o'-lanterns seemed like they were really going after Chance, who was a villain. So, you know what? I guess I can stay. And then he sits down, and there's kind of a montage of 
J. Jonah Jameson and Spider-Man talking to each other. Now, the first time I saw this montage, you know, they're talking, they're literally crying, they're reconciling, they're at each other's throats, they're getting along. I thought they were doing the podcast. But the mics were laying on their side, so I think they were literally just talking. Wait, really? I think so. I reread the scene a couple times. And, I mean, they weren't podcasting. I mean, take a look at the picture. The podcast, I mean, the, the mics got all knocked over by, by are, you, are you walking over here to look at the, the picture? All right, let me find it. So, the mics get all knocked over, and then we go to the scene. Yeah, look, that mic is just laying on its side, and Spider-Man doesn't even have a mic. So, which is, which is uh, I think the scene's kind of oddly written. So, when Jonah says, you know, you have an obligation to me. He's saying you have an emotional obligation to sit here and chat with me so we can reconcile. So kind of a clunky scene. So like I said, issue 39 had a great podcasting scene between Jonah and uh, Spider-Man. This scene has just a layer of silliness to it that it's just kind of, yeah, I didn't love this scene. (laughs) (laughs) Odd. Yeah. (laughs) And then the podcast is released and it charts number one. Which I buy. I think yeah. if, if J. Jonah Jameson and Spider-Man had a podcast, I would listen to it. For sure. Me too. Yeah. And, um, and then Chance goes back to the palace. And Foreigner welcomes him back. You're a winner, ladies and gentlemen. And holds up his hand to show that he got the web shooter. And Chance says, oh, can I swear on this podcast? Uh, Yeah. I don't want to. I don't. I don't feel. I feel like Gilreed's comics should be a family-friendly, you know, podcast. Well, most curse words have an alternative. <laughs> that we used to. Okay, which, so which one were you gonna say? The F word. Uh, frick. Oh, frack off, all of you. Ah, that was sorry, Galactica. So Chance won the bet, and uh, he seems really annoyed. Why is he annoyed? Because he didn't want to do this bet. Foreigner put him up to it. It's all a ruse. And then Foreigner says, why, Chance, what even is the matter? You came out on top. I'll have to cover all of tonight's debts. So everybody there is super excited because Foreigner is going to cover their debts now. And then Chance says, you know, don't you? It's not about the money. I'm ruined. And then Foreigner says, nonsense. There's no problem more capital won't solve. And thankfully, I know just where you can get it. Oh, no. That's right, Chance, old chum. This is going to be the start of a very fruitful partnership. So, I, I don't really understand what's going on here. It, it sounds like Chance <laughs> is indebted to him or something. That's what it sounds like. And I, I think this is my best interpretation of what's happening. Foreigner created this ruse, this scenario, where Chance makes a bet where it looks like there's no chance he's going to win that bet. He's got to steal Spider-Man's web shooter. If Chance wins the bet, Foreigner is going to pay off everyone's debts. So Foreigner sets it up so that Chance wins the bet, Foreigner pays off everyone's debts. Maybe he did that, so now everybody there loves Foreigner. And now Foreigner can get involved and be part of this venture. But, but but why is Chance indebted to him? Why why is Chance ruined all of a sudden? I don't know why he's ruined. I don't know. So I, yeah, I was hoping you'd be able to figure this one out for me. Sorry, man. <laughs> I think maybe we're not supposed to fully understand what's happening yet. I think that the stories continue to develop, 
Maybe next issue this will make more sense. Or maybe it's clunky writing. Because even if we're not supposed to know what's going on yet, I don't know what's going on to such a degree where it annoyed me. <laughs> I was like, I don't get it. What's going on here? But then let's go back to Peter Parker where I do understand what's going on. <laughs> so Peter goes back to his apartment and he finds Nora Winters there who um, is somebody that worked at the Daily Bugle, somebody that Peter Parker worked with in his journalist days. And she is the one who seems to be running the show at Threats and Menaces, the place that just hired Jonah to do his podcast. And she likes to run all those crazy BuzzFeed-style articles. One of the examples they give is, is Captain America still Hydra? So, you know, a little while back, Marvel came out with a storyline where all of a sudden it turned out that Captain America was secretly a spy or was secretly working for Hydra. And, and this pissed off a lot of people because you're saying Steve Rogers is, is a Nazi. And people found it extra insulting because the guys who created Steve Rogers were Jewish. And they're like, you're saying their creation is a Nazi? <laughs> and then it turned out that it was Red Skull, I think, using the Tesseract or using some crazy device changed reality and changed history to make Captain America into a Nazi. Did, did the writers write that after the backlash? <laughs> no, because then they took it a step further and they revealed twist on top of a twist. No. Red Skull used the reality changing device to change reality back to normal. So what he's saying is that the reality where Captain America was a good guy, that was the fake reality. Originally, Captain America was Hydra, <laughs> and then somebody changed it to make him a good guy, and Red Skull was like, no, I'm going to change it back. So <laughs> what they were saying is that he was always Hydra, and the reality you've been reading for the last 50 years, that was BS. And then I think there was another tw twist for <laughs> Anyway, so huh. <laughs> Nora Winters posts clickbait articles like, is Captain America still Hydra? where she basically takes a bunch of fake news and repackages it to get clicks. And you know how much I hate that. <laughs> we have no clickbait titles. Um, like, what's the title of this video? Amazing Spider-Man number 40. Not, you know, uh, is, is Spider-Man a bad guy now? Well, I mean, maybe one day after we research how the YouTube algorithm works, we'll <laughs> want to do that. So we'll see. Is nothing wrong with trying to get clicks? Oh, now that... You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, back in the uh, first run of Gil Reed's comics, Adam did a special segment where he looked into Nora Winter's history because she's got a kind of sordid past. She dated the Hobgoblin and did a bunch of other stuff that was a little um, gray in terms of morality. And I forget what the verdict was, but I think his verdict was that she's at least a little bit guilty. Anyway, Peter Parker gets home to his apartment and he finds Nora waiting in his bedroom. And she has uh, the Spider-Man mask. And she's like, you're doing a little role playing with Mary Jane? So I guess that she doesn't piece it together that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Anyway, so Nora talks to Peter Parker about Spider-Man because she knows that Peter Parker and Spider-Man are good friends. And she says about Spider-Man... He has a Galactus-grade PR problem. I want to give him a chance to fix it. By doing more Jonah podcasts, I think he'll pass. 
No, I wanted to tell his own story. With the help of the one person in the anti-spider media he's always been able to trust. You. And she's pointing at Peter Parker. So, how did you interpret this? I read it as she wants Peter Parker and Spider-Man to get on a podcast yeah, together. That's that's how I interpreted <laughs> it too. I started trying to imagine how Peter would finagle this. Like maybe he would like hi, like get someone he knows that knows he's Spider-Man to yeah. like put on the Spider-Man mask right. and like pretend to be Spider-Man. <laughs> and I guess see- J. Jonah Jameson knows he's Spider-Man. Maybe, <laughs> J- maybe he'll wear the mask and he'll interview him. <laughs> hey, Peter, how's it going? It's your old pal, your, your web slinger. Friendly Spider-Man. neighborhood Spider-Man. <laughs> this mustache is really itchy in here. I mean, I don't have a mustache, but I imagine if I did, or well, my Spider-Man could have a mustache, yeah, but people knows? don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, what he could do is, in the first few issues of Spider-Man we read, the whole storyline was about Spider-Man getting zapped by a machine that split him in two. Oh, yeah. And so there was Spider-Man running around and Peter Parker running around. I forget the name of that machine. I bet Adam would remember. It's too bad he was um, too busy. Actually, he just sent a text one minute ago. So he might be available. I'll give him a call and see how good his memory is. See if he remembers. <laughs> because we used to talk about that machine all the time. We made um, references to it constantly. We had a lot of fun with that. You could Google it. This is more fun. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Try it. What are you going to Google? Like, what search? Term? Adam, I'm uh, live on Gil Reads Comics right now, and I needed your help if you had, like, 30 seconds. Can I put you on speaker? Okay. Um, we, this is what we need to know. So, Peter Parker's in a bind right now. He is in a position where he may actually have to go on a podcast and interview Spider-Man. How is he going to do that? Well, I remember that there was a machine <laughs> that was able to... Yeah. What was the name of the machine? I can't remember. Uh, uh, the, the something particle accelerator. <laughs> Alon looked it up and he's shaking his I, head. No, I, I think I have it. There's the word accelerator, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what was it? The, I think it's the isotope. Yes, the genome. isotope genome accelerator. Yes. Genome Boom. Oh, remember? I lo- we loved that machine. We used to talk about it all the time. Remember? I've been trying to build one. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll because I haven't been able to get Adam on Gil Reed's comics so far for the new rebooted Gil Reed's comics. So it's been a lun. So you're trying to clone yourself so that way you can <laughs> well, I, I succeeded. And so now you remember how I you know how I, I had very limited morality to begin with? Right. <laughs> well the Adam you're speaking to is an Adam with no shred of ethics left whatsoever. <laughs> That explains a lot. Yeah, that explains <laughs> a lot of your recent but very confusing behavior. <laughs> That's right. You remember who uh, made the machine? Uh, Dr. Connors. Yep. And I believe it was the same oh, machine. He's the one who uh, he was trying to regrow his arm or something? Yeah, yeah, and it turned into a lizard. Yeah. Well, he wasn't trying to turn into a lizard. No, he was trying to regrow his yeah. arm. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to phrase that, yeah. All right, Adam, any uh, words of wisdom before we uh, go back to... Amazing Spider-Man issue 40. As Uncle Ben used to say, you're not Superman, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one last thing, Adam. Okay. Remember the vermin guy? Yeah. All right, so we learned Wait, a little... My, li- my theory was that it was Mary Jane. Oh, that, that was your theory. Well, yeah. you're probably wrong, um, uh, but we learned his name. Oh, what is it? Vermin guy. 
you serious? No, sorry, no. It's uh, it's um, <laughs> it's a uh, kindred. Which I think is in a reference to remember how obsessed he or she was with Spider-Man. We're family. He would say things like that. So kindred refers uh, to that see. concept. So I think. the first place my my mind went is that he seems to be some kind of hive mind composed composed of insects. Oh yeah. So I was thinking of like they're all they're they're kindred. They form this one super entity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and last thing, so the other thing we learned about him is that he used to be human, died, went to hell, fought up the ranks, and became a demon. Which religion's hell? The Marvel cinema, the Marvel universe. I don't know. I is mean, Christianity true in this world? I don't know. These are a lot of questions. I bought him. Very glad that Gary's Comics has returned from its brief hiatus. <laughs> brief. It was. It was. It wasn't a year. You know. I think it was less than a year. <laughs> All right, Adam, uh, last thing, and then I'll let you go. Can I lock you down? Purim's coming up. I want to do a Gilville Purim special. Absolutely. All right, awesome. Adam, take care. <laughs> you too. All right, bye. All right, so what were, where were we with that? Oh, yeah. Spider-Man's <laughs> got to do a podcast with Peter Parker. How is he going to do it? Perhaps he'll bust out the isotope genome accelerator split himself in two again which would be sort of irresponsible but would make for an entertaining story anyway so back at the palace the chances palace we see someone sitting there named the clairvoyant and he's winning a bunch of bets in a row um and this guy the clairvoyant has appeared in a few issues in um, previous issues of amazing spider-man He's a kid named Jamie from Dr. Connor's class, and he invented a device that can tell the future. So he's using that device to win a bunch of bets at the palace. So, are you, um, did you pick up on all that? I saw you were, nah. Yeah, <laughs> so let me, let me catch you up briefly. So, back at the palace, there's a guy named the Clairvoyant, young guy, who's winning a bunch of bets at the palace using a device that could tell the future. He was um, a kid in Dr. Connor's class in mm -hmm. college, and so he invented a machine that can uh, tell the future. That would be very helpful when you're placing bets. Yeah. <laughs> and he won a bunch of bets in a row. Now, Peter and Jamie have a little bit of a connection. So early on in this run of Spider-Man, Peter actually was working with Dr. Connors in kind of a TA role for his class. So he knows Jamie. So I have to imagine that they're going to collide in the mm -hmm. story. Um, and this is, this is another thing where it feels like there's a lot going on in this comic. And with, uh, with the palace, you've got the storyline of Chance and the Foreigner. And it's like, okay, that's the palace storyline. But no, in addition to that, there's also this clairvoyant mm -hmm. thing going on. It's like, come on, just let, a little bit yeah. at a time. Right? It's not that long a <laughs> Comic too. It's only yeah. what was it, like twenty three pages. Twenty two, twenty three pages. Yeah. But with Wolverine, that was seventy pages. Yeah. So it was paced a little bit better, but that was honestly part of my uh, my my. I was always kind of hot and cold on this run of Amazing Spider Man. There are moments that I really enjoy. That first issue we read, where it was a little bit slower paced, you had some pretty great emotional moments between Peter Parker and Mary Jane. When Nick Spencer can slow things down, I think he's great. And he's he nails the Spider-Man quips. The comic does make me laugh sometimes. But 
too much going on. It's so confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Nora just made Peter the offer to uh, to have this podcast or whatever the offer is, and he seems to be considering it. Um, Nora's in her car on the way home, and uh, she gets on the phone with a mysterious uh, person. So Nora on the phone, the other guy on the phone says, well, what did he say? Maybe you should do the voice for this guy. Do you have the doc open? No. Oh, okay. So, uh, I shared now I do. Go- okay, I shared the Google Doc with you. Um, do a evil, menacing boss. Okay, you're on the phone. You're talking to me. I'll be Nora Winters. Okay. So I got my phone out. You scroll down to um, the second to last page of this uh, Google Doc. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, what did he say? He didn't say anything. I want to give him some time to think about it. Time is not something you have much of, Miss Winters. My investment in your little venture is predicated on the wall crawler's involvement. And you'll get it. But you have to let me do this my way. I can't just move him to some black site and break his kneecaps. Is that supposed to be a joke? Gallows humor. Watch yourself, Nora. I think you'd agree I've been very generous. But that support does not come without strings. I understand. Always a pleasure doing business with you. Chameleon. Dun, dun, dun. Did you see that face I made? Like this? I did. Yeah, so that was <laughs> one thing I noticed uh, on this. Uh, I, so I love the art in this issue overall. My favorite artwork for comics usually air towards pretty realistically drawn with a little bit of an animated cartoon vibe to it. And I think they nail that in this issue. But in this one scene, Nora has kind of a normal look on her face. And then all of a sudden her jaw drops and she starts sweating bullets when the chameleon sort of threatens her and says, is that supposed to be a joke? And, oh, Mackenzie here in the chat <laughs> says, hey, G, hey, Z. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I call her. <laughs> I'm sorry you can only see me on here and you can't see Alun, but you will hear his smooth and beautiful voice when he chimes in. Hey there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the art in this scene, Nora, it just struck me as kind of odd. It feels like she's dealt with chameleon before she's holding her own. She seems like, you know, she's kind of a badass herself. And then at the slightest threat from chameleon, <laughs> did you see the, do you want to see the picture? Yeah. yeah. I want to get your reaction to this. So Nora in the car, look, okay. She's looking mean. And then all of a sudden this, <laughs> On the, actually, you know what? On the next Gilreads comics, we got to get some pictures ready so we can flash them on the screen in the middle of the in the, in the Yeah, middle of the that's broadcast. what I'm here for. I need more work here. Yeah, Alun's a tech guy. He's like the Jamie for Joe Rogan. <laughs> it's Alun for, for Gil. Alun, pull that up. Tam, you were on the stream before Tammy and Mackenzie, but Spider-Man may have to do a podcast with himself. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you know who the chameleon is? No. Nah. You want to hear something shocking? Yeah. Huge, shocking thing I was, I was surprised to learn. Chameleon was the first supervillain that Spider-Man ever faced off against. Really? In the first introduction of Spider-Man, he faced off against Chameleon, the master of disguise, and Kraven the Hunter's half-brother. Huh. <laughs> and that's where we end the issue. So, overall, 
Stallone. How did you enjoy the experience? Because you, you love Spider-Man. Yeah. You love the movies. Actually, let's get your Spider-Man cred on the table. Favorite iteration of Spider-Man that you've been exposed to? Uh, Could be man. a movie, TV show, yeah. comic. I mean, uh, I, th- I feel like it would be a cop-out to say the cartoon Spider-Man is my favorite because mm-hmm. the movie is... That's, it feels more legit. Right, right. So, Mackenzie in the chat asks, Tom or Toby? And it sounds like you're saying, Tom, if you could put him in the Toby movies. Yeah. If you could deep fake Tom Holland <laughs> over Toby Maguire's face in the Sam Raimi movies, that would be your ideal Spider-Man movie. Well, we can do that. We can. I bet somebody, I bet you somebody has done that already. At least in clips. Is it, you, you know, actually, speaking of Tom Holland deep fake, they recently, there was recently a deep fake where they put Tom Holland into Back to the Future. Have you seen that? I saw, I saw pictures of it. So that blew up. And Tom Holland in an interview recently said, you know, I'd be lying if I said I haven't had some conversations with the studio after that. So I think it got so much attention, they were actually exploring the concept of a Back to the Future remake with Tom Holland. Didn't the creator say, over his dead body, will there be more Back to the Future movies? Some variation of that. Yeah, Robert Zemeckis, unlike a lot of other properties, actually owns the rights to Back to the Future. He either owns the rights or he has final say on whether or not it'll get done. So he basically said, if I'm alive, there will not be a Back to the Future remake. How's his health? (laughs) I don't know. One's got a a look in his eye. (laughs) Don't tell Adam. Because Adam's evil now. So if he hears this, he's like, so all I have to do is take care of uh, Mr. Zemeckis, and then we can get a Back to the Future remake. Okay, so having said that, how does Amazing Spider-Man issue 40 stack up against the movies and your your previous experience with Spider-Man? <laughs> uh, I, I choose the movies over <laughs> over this so far, but we'll see what 41 has in the store. I think, honestly, the main issue is... So I do enjoy aspects of this run of Spider-Man. Like I said, when it slows down, when they focus on character, I thoroughly enjoy it. And I think Nick Spencer is a great writer in those respects. But there's just way too much going on. And Mackenzie in the chat says, let's do some Spider-Man riddles. What is strong... <laughs> To hold the Hulk, but dissolves within an hour. <laughs> huh. Spider webs. Spider-Man's webbing. Oh. Yeah. Because it dissolves after an hour. And it's, it's super strong. Mackenzie, did you know <laughs> that or did you look that up? I'm curious if you have I'm curious about your Spider-Man knowledge. What Alon's been teaching you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like she knows more than me. So there's a lot going on in this issue. Um but to pull out a couple things that could be interesting, okay? Nora, that could be an interesting storyline because you've got somebody who's vulnerable, somebody who's in over their head. Why is Peter Parker just leaving his mask in his bedroom somewhere he could easily be found? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> At least have a safe. Yeah, I know. He's um, Tom Holland, Spider-Man would never let that happen. Well, well, he he, did I, I think happen, he actually. I think he would let that happen, but Tony Stark gave him all the tools he needed to prevent something like that. Yeah, he gave him that super briefcase. Yeah. And the glasses. Um oh yeah, the awesome glasses. The Jamie storyline could also be interesting, even though it came out of nowhere in one panel in the middle of the issue. But Jamie, the kid from Dr. Connor's class, who's using this device to tell the future, 
I've got to think that all those villains hanging out at the palace, when some random kid comes in and just starts winning all these bets, I have a feeling they're not going to be too happy about that. So he's in a vulnerable spot, probably in over his head, and now maybe Peter Parker will have to get him out of a bind. I think that's when Spider-Man's at his best, is when he's learning over and over again that the ones he loved will always suffer. <laughs> that's when he's, that's when he's uh, the most interesting. So I think they've planted a couple of seeds for that. So I think the takeaway, look, I think we'll continue to cover Spider-Man. It's fun to talk about, but I think I've got to find um, some other comics. Some comics, <laughs> I think there are comics out there that are as well-written as early days Game of Thrones. There's some great content out there. I'm going to find it. I'm going to put it in front of you. We're going to read it. And we're going to dissect it I, and, and have a good time with it. You know I'm not a big comic book reader, so I want you to find one for me that I can't put down. I think the one that will do it, and um, Jim, if he ever listens to this, he's going to love to hear this. But Injustice, you would love Injustice. That was a comic I was reading where it was like when you're watching a great show on Netflix and it pops up and says next episode starting in 10 seconds. And you can't help yourself. You keep reading it and you keep watching and you just binge the whole thing in one day. This comic gave me the same feeling. And it's super badass. It's super dark. It's got Superman rips out Joker's heart. I'm intrigued. Yeah. The only problem is I don't know if it's still ongoing. But they may have, maybe they're going to continue it with, um, I mean, I'm sure there's more Injustice games coming out. Mm -hmm. And they'll want to keep the comic going. So I think that's what we're going to tackle next. Anyway, uh, I guess that covers it for today. Any uh, closing thoughts alone? Uh, I hope the next uh, Spider-Man is a little easier to follow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be easier now, you know, now that I've caught you up on everything. All right. <laughs> See if you'll remember it all. Yeah, if there's some more gore, that'll definitely get me hooked. I mean, he punched, uh, he punched Chance pretty hard in the face. That's true. Lost there was some blood. And there was a curse word, even though it was bleeped out. So Which one was it? Staff word. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole conversation about it before. <laughs> anyway, I think that covers it for today. So if you enjoyed this video or podcast, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and of course, hit the bell icon to make sure you get notified the next time we go live, the next time we release any videos, you can join the live stream and be a part of the conversation like Mackenzie and Tammy. And Mackenzie, the next time you're on here, I think you got to up your riddle game. I solved that one in like like two seconds. So just FYI. I liked it. Yeah, no, it was a good riddle. Just, you know, you've uh, given me ones in the past that really stumped me. So with that, I'm Gil and I read comics. <laughs>